Hey, welcome back, friends, to We Ruined Everything. It is November. It's been a little while since our last episode, and we have continued to binge TV and movies and more. I'm Kayla. I'm David. Yeah, it's November already, Thanksgiving. Woohoo. It's not Halloween anymore. Nope. It's Halloween in our hearts. It's still pumpkin season, though. Sure. M- more pie pumpkin. Yeah. Man, it's, it's a good for pie. <laughs> and cookies. Before we get into it, I guess, what did you think of that new Sonic trailer? I thought he looked better. Yeah, right? Like, to see him side by side, and you see the gremlin monster thing that was the original uh, CGI design for the Sonic movie, compared to the new, like, cute video game character. And just how hard did the animators or programmers work Uh, the first time around? And then how much harder did they have to work the second time around? I mean, I'm hoping they didn't get too much work into the first round. And they just showed the scenes they finished. They got the, uh, I guess, one of the video games animation director, ah. I think, to do the, uh, the movie, which is why he looks oh, so... Oh, they hired a, a new person to come in? Yeah. I mean, maybe they should have done that from the beginning. They should have, but I mean, like most big studio movies, they don't think about that. They just kind of just go forward with it. Anyway, I'd watch it at home. I'm going to watch it in theaters. I'm going to support the people. Okay, you go Hopefully ahead. it's good, too. That'd be, that'd be icing on the cake. So we don't have a PS4. We only have an Xbox and a Switch. Only. <laughs> I could use more. Um, but, oh, gosh. But we recently sat down and watched all the cinematics for Death Stranding, the new Hideo Kojima game, which is, I think is like a preferred way for him to have, have people watch it, <laughs> I think. It's, uh, I mean, it was only, what, three years in the making? Yeah. And we'd followed it from the beginning, I think. Sure. Because like the teasers were Beautiful out and haunting. There. And just like, what the hell is this? Yes. Uh, which is a great way to, you know, advertise your game if you wanted to. Turns out the game was similar. Yeah. Uh, not nearly as much horror as I thought it was going to have. No, especially since wasn't the uh, PT sort of, well, no, that was more for... Um, well, that's for Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. But I uh, I figured it was going to be that game just retitled and rejiggered a little bit, which I guess it might be. There's a lot of things that would lend itself to that. Silent Hill universe, if you wanted to. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's it's a Norman Reedus starring post-apocalyptic story about coming together through hardships in the face of adversity. In America specifically. You never saw the movie Pulse. Or did I did we see that? I don't know. We talked about this and I can't remember where we landed on it. So it's a, I'm gonna say no. So there's a Japanese version of that movie. There's an American one with Kristen Bell. Oh, Yes. No, yeah. I watched the one with Kristen so, yeah. Bell. And that one had, was very Silent Hilly too, but it's about ghosts come back into the world and try to take uh, people who are living because they miss being alive. Do they come through like the electronics? Yeah, they come through electronics. Some, okay. Uh, which Death Stranding is kind of that. It's it's because of somebody's tinkering. I'm trying not to give away too much of the game, the actual plot. I think it'd be hard to considering <laughs> it's so confusing. But So I think that was the fun part watching this was one, the... Graphics were oh, pretty yeah. impressive. It's a movie. Fun to watch. This is a and Netflix TV show in a game. Yeah. But then two, making fun of it the entire time for the hit you over the head metaphors. Oh, it, on its sleeve. And that is one of the tenets of a Kojima game. For example, a character named Heartman who dies every 21 minutes and then who has to be resuscitated with electric electric shocks to his heart so heart man yeah and he has like a little thumbs up he gives with a little heart comes out 
yeah, like he's it's a very social media nose. person. And that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's always been a hallmark of those Kevin games. I'm a big fan of Kojima from back in the day. And I'm a newbie to him. You're a newbie. You saw Metal Gear Solid Five. I watched you play, yeah. And I've never played any of his games. No, his games are exactly that. It's it's all this weird, kind of naive, really earnest view of things. Like it, it, There's no subtext, usually. It's all there in the text of what he's making. And if there might accidentally be subtext, then it will be explained to you. Yeah. I, I read one review that said he... Every new character is its own Wikipedia article. Like, Kojima <laughs> just read it. It's like, oh, I'm going to put this in the game. Uh, <laughs> Let me is. tell you why. My name is Hartman. Despite being something you can sit down and just, like, roast and make fun of, it is affecting and beautiful at parts. Like, I almost cried at the end of this game. I That's not a high bar, to be honest. It's not, but, like, it's rare in video games that I, I get that same kind of choked up. <laughs> okay. Uh, only other ones I can think of is maybe The Witcher 3 and The Darkness. And maybe... You didn't like Life is Strange as much as I did, did you? It was fine. It just, I don't know. But uh, Death Stranding, going back to that. So it's a, it, it's about the way we mistreat veterans after their service. I would say it's about building a comforting today at the expense of children. Yeah, adults using uh, maybe not using so much as bypassing the needs of the future for present comforts yeah about reaching across and making connections with people and not cutting everybody off just because things seem to be bad you know that even though things almost inevitably are going to end and become bad there's no reason not to fight until that very end bridging gaps across <laughs> the country if you will bridging finding just strands came up with that myself <laughs> Nothing to do with the game? No. Uh, not mentioned anywhere in the game. So I remember reading an interview with Kojima where he was talking about, there's an old philosophy book, I think. I wish I had written it down. Sure. But uh, it was uh, pretty much the first two tools. Meme. Yeah. So the first two tools of man were a stick and a rope. And the stick was used to defend and fight things off. And the rope was used to bring things to you, to gather stuff together. I think Kojima called this game Strand Game. It's a cool name for a genre who's been around for a while. Dark Souls is a, a Strand Game. Uh, there's a couple of indie games that are very Strand-like. And it's, Wait, so explain so a strand how game a Strand yeah. is multiplayer game where you work together to build things. Minecraft okay. would be one of the bigger versions of that. Uh, okay. Uh, and a stick game would be uh, a first-person shooter. Where you just beating the bad guys with yeah, sticks just beating or bullets yeah. or whatever. Uh, my favorite types are the ones that do both of those. Like I said, Dark Souls is really good at that. Bloodborne kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's not a new genre, but it is a genre that's starting to take hold more, and I like it. Having said that, we didn't play Death Stranding. I don't know that I would like Death Stranding's gameplay. I'm not very big on micromanaging tiny things. I hate that. I like games that just work. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting that, you know, this game is called a Strand Game, and it's about bringing people together. And I think one of the cool things about the gameplay which watching I'm not sure that comes across too much, is you build beginnings of things for other people to use in their travels. Part of the gameplay is we're going through wastelands, so you'll build the beginning of a street because you need it, and somebody will come build on that, and you'll have a street at some point paved so people who come after you can use it easily. So it's about building infrastructure. About so you rebuilding. leave a legacy. You leave a legacy, you make it easier for the people that come after you. So even though you had to struggle, they won't have to. Which is civilization. That's great. That's beautiful. Ah. Uh, and I think we talked about the story and everything, like, when you were, like, at the end, like, oh, this, this is really pro. I was like, yeah, that's Kojima. It's the most weirdest stuff. And at the end, you're just like, oh, that dad was. gum. He pulled on my dad heart. gum heart man strings. Hi. With a strand. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the beauty of uh, Kojima games. I prefer when he's a little bit more leveled out by someone else. But yeah, I'm glad this game exists. Or the movie of it, anyway. The movie. They started making movies now. Kojima Productions are going to start making movies. Which is probably what this should have been from the beginning. Oh, it would have been a really interesting CGI movie. Which is what it was. I mean, go watch it if you have... A couple hours to, to, to kill. A couple hours? That's like nine hours. That Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. If you, fast, if you watch it like on YouTube, you can fast forward through a lot of the in-game info dumps, which is Kojima's notorious for. It's just 20 minutes of just information. But don't worry. It'll be re-explained to you later. <laughs> it will. It's fun to watch with a group of friends, make fun of it, and also be touched by it. It's a good game. Oh. Uh, so. Hey, BB. <laughs> my BB. Where's my BB? <laughs> that's Mickelson's pretty awesome in there too yeah and so they have what the face of Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro not voiced by him but yeah it's pretty much his body um they have the bionic woman Lindsay Wagner I think is her name Conan O'Brien has a tiny bit part a lot of people have tiny bit parts Norman Reedus of course Leah Sado, who was uh fragile she's not fragile she's not I think that's her name I hope I got it right uh, but yeah, there's a lot of Hollywood names in here, which like, I, yeah, this is probably would have been better as a movie. Uh, speaking of movies, and this is uh, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Yeah, but we saw, well, I saw The Shining for the first time. Uh, was it your first time seeing it the whole way through, the original Kubrick? Yes. So I've I had pieces. reservations about seeing it just because of uh, Kubrick himself and the way he treated his... Female actresses. Shelley Duvall was, yeah, especially in this movie. And black actors, and he just has a history of being not a great guy. So, yeah, the thing that made us want to see it both finally was you read or you heard a. Yes, I was listening to Bechdel Cast, which I've talked about before. And so they were reviewing The Shining for Halloween, and they said when. The movie is watched through the lens of viewing the Wendy character, right? Is that her name? Yeah, Wendy. As trying to escape an abusive relationship with Jack in the movie. It kind of adds a whole nother layer. And maybe and that wasn't Kubrick's well. intention. I think it was sort of Stephen King's intention. Yeah. But it does. It, it makes it a really interesting movie. The thing that made us not want to watch it originally was... That we read that Kubrick, in order to get Shelley Duvall to act the way she did in the movie, was he terrorized her and pretty much traumatized her the entire movie. Uh, I think she left with some PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. Um, he would make her do takes hundreds of times. Yeah, I think particularly the emotional scenes when Jack is busting through the door with the axe. Um, I assume Nicholson was the person in all of those scenes, but maybe it was just her reaction they were focused on, so he didn't have to be in those scenes as well yeah and I, he berated her right the entire at, time at any rate kubrick and nicholson were on the same side and oh, knew yeah. what was going on and they legitimately scared the hell out of duvall and no movie is worth that like i know I've, there's some defenders that was like oh well they got a good no, no. she was emotionally abused yeah. to get a particular reaction even though she was a good enough actor yeah that was unnecessary. So those kind of things, that uh, that that kind of really bad uh, behind the scenes things, made us not want to watch it. But in hearing about you know escaping abusive relationship, man, it gives it so much more dimension. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it you know Jack being somebody who's trying to change but still has a lot of that edge. Even though he quit drinking when he hurt them the most, 
it's still right there seething and you can see it every single time that she's scared for her and her kid. Well, and see, even I had screwed up that timeline when we were watching the movie because he had dislocated Danny, his kid's shoulder, three years before yeah. we start the movie. But he had only been sober five months yeah. by the so time. So it took him that long to even start. Yeah. And the whole movie, I mean, yeah, he's short with her. She asks him to go for a walk and he turns her down. She brings him a sandwich and he yells at her. Yeah, it's that same thing. She's trying to show him like, I'm worth your time by overdoing it, which I've seen. I mean, we all probably have things in our life or people in our life where we've seen that kind of stuff. She's the one who ends up taking care of the hotel, even though he's the one that went to interview for yeah. the job. He needs to write his book. Yeah. You know, that and it's that kind of thing. His, his knees over hers. In the movie, it's not him, but when he blacks out. Danny gets bruises on his neck, that kind of stuff. He doesn't remember doing it. That kind of, it there's It's supernaturally uh, hidden in a supernatural way, but it's still pretty much those kind of things. And we watched it because we wanted to watch Dr. Sleep, which is the other movie we're going to talk about, which is a direct sequel to The Shining. I don't think watching The Shining was necessary to understanding Dr. Sleep. However, it was helpful in sort of setting the scene, but also just kind of the Easter eggs that are in Dr. Sleep. It gives it a little bit more, in my opinion, it made the themes of the movie come out more of redemption and breaking a cycle. Uh, having seen The Shining to see what he came from, because uh, all of us are afraid of if we come from bad homes and end up like the people who we... Perpetuating the yeah, cycle. None of us want to do the things we were taught, essentially. Mm -hmm. But there's always that nagging feeling in the back of your head that oh man, I might slip into familiar tropes, familiar things that I know from my life. I think we all want to be better than. Oh yeah. And no, I don't know. That's, I guess that hit me the hardest in this movie is that that's something I struggle with all the time is that you come from places where you don't necessarily learn the best lessons of how to react to things, uh, stimuli, you know? Dr. Sleep starts off with him essentially being that person almost. Not Jack. We're, Not Jack. we're, we're watching Danny. a grown so up Danny. Dr. Yeah, Sleep Dr. is Sleep. Danny. Which is the kid, the guy with The Shining from the first movie. And he... Played by Ewan McGregor yeah. in the new one. It starts off a little bit with him as a, as Danny Young. That is true. I forgot. We have a flashback at the very beginning. Yeah. Or I don't know if you can call it a flashback if you're starting <laughs> chronologically in the correct order. It just starts off with him as a kid right after... They escape from... Yeah. The hotel and the from Jack. Mm -hmm. Spoilers if you haven't seen Shining. It's, <laughs> you, you know, read a Wikipedia. It's... it's yeah. You don't probably need to read it. The He dies in the Kubrick movie. And I think he's the only innocent person who dies in the movie. Yeah, I think so. The movie starts with Danny talking to uh, him again. And he's a ghost. And that's how you know this is a direct sequel to the movie rather than the book. It's like Luke talking to dead Yoda. Yeah, because uh, Shining. And I'm a big Dark Tower fan, so all that stuff is, you know. I love that stuff, that bigger world building, which is what this does. It brings in a lot of the vampires from Salem's Lot, um, which I don't know if I, because I've only ever heard, seen the movies, never read the book. And even in Dark Tower, they really didn't get into it as much, but they were psychic vampires in this movie, Dr. Sleep. Before we moved on past this little flashback prologue, I just wanted to say that they re- did the scene where Jack Nicholson so is... So the ball's like yelling? Yes. And, yeah. So it's a the new actress who's playing Danny's mom, and she seems to act just exactly the same as Shelley Duvall did, and yet, you know, 
Didn't have to be terrorized. Didn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no reason. Acquired PTSD after the fact. So, yeah, it's pretty much Danny Torrens versus vampires, this movie. Once Danny grows up. Yeah, yes. once Danny grows up. So the movie starts off with a pretty brutal murder of a young uh, psychic girl right at the beginning of the movie. Just to show you, like, this is a movie where kids die. This isn't a happy ending movie. And it's not a horror movie. It's more urban fantasy, which is my jam. I love urban fantasy, dark urban fantasy. You go from the Danny as a kid, he gets taught how to trap ghosts in his head, which is a cool little thing because, of course, a psychic would, a powerful psychic could do that. Um, and to adult Danny, which is a drunk who gets into fights and steals money and does drugs. And it's just the spitting image of Jack Torrance, which I thought was an interesting way to go with it. I didn't expect that right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the flashback with Danny, <laughs> you think, oh, he, maybe he has this under control and he can handle the ghosts that hang out in his head. But then you flash forward to present day and no, that's not what happened. Yeah, he pretty much became everything he didn't want to become. Up until, I guess he gets a hint of something somebody else out there uh, might be around. Just of it is, there's another psychic person out there. Uh, he senses her without knowing exactly what it's for. I guess the Shining's just telling him, hey, go to this place, and he follows it. He meets uh, a guy who's been where he's at, takes him to AA, gets him cleaned up. Does not appear to have the shine. He At least he doesn't know that he does. Uh, so this guy kind of has a good feeling about Danny. He just kind of knows it. Helps him out. Danny gets cleaned up. Uh, I think one of the most beautiful things... In the movie was, so Danny starts working at a hospice and he makes peace helping people get to the other side. I mean, there's some pretty scenes in that. He starts to break the cycle. He starts to become better. And it's just a good character arc. Mm -hmm. uh, and a really cool little girl actress playing the other psychic. Very. Yeah. She was so fun to watch on screen. She was just cool and... And the lead vampire, all the vampires are pretty cool. They don't call them vampires in the movie. What do they call them? Dude, I don't know. Rosie the Hat is the main bad guy. And she's played by the actress from Killing Eve, which is a pretty popular TV show right now about a serial killer slash assassin named Eve. And so she is the lead in that TV oh, show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess her second in command is uh, Zane McLarnon. Who was Ekacheta from uh, Westworld? Yeah, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, so it's a really diverse cast, which I love about this movie. And he's yeah, and he's Native American in this movie, and he's they just call him Crow. Nothing else about him is abundantly Native American like they would do in other movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not wearing a dream catcher. Yeah, in fact, like they for do in Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it it plays a role though. <laughs> anyway, but I think you're correct in. They have a diverse cast. They seem to try to carefully handle situations. I think that is one thing I told you coming out of the movie was that it was nice to be able to just sit back and enjoy that movie for what the story was because there was not any overt racism or overt misogyny or anything like that where, you know, it made me cringe to to see a misstep. I thought they handled a lot of things pretty well i'm sure there are still complaints if i thought about it but i just it's a really good movie 
which isn't making much money in box office right now. I know. That's a shame. Maybe it'll be like a sleeper cult hit, though, or something. I mean, I hope because it's worth it. It's, it's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's really beautiful. It's really. I would say ex- exciting, too. It's a little long. It is. That is, uh, which that think, is true. Which I think is the detriment <laughs> to the box office. Not many people are going to sit down to a two and a half hour movie. Oh, man. If I had known, <laughs> I may not I didn't have. know it was that, that long either. It but felt like three. Are we? Oh, probably with the trailers it was three. So with a little bit more editing, I think it would have been a great movie. As it is, it's a really good one that I'd recommend watching. Yeah, I think it was it's, good. It's really good. I don't remember the pacing ever feeling really slow no. either. And so, and then when I was thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, I'm not sure what you would take out, but it was a little long. I think one of the reasons it's really good is it was directed and written and edited by the same guy. And that's Mike Flanagan, who did. uh, That's bold. That's risky. That's all your eggs in one basket right there. Yeah, that's that's something (laughs) they only ever really give to mature directors. Or real bad. Yes. So he did the Netflix adaption of. uh, Hey. Say what you want, but at the end of that, that game, you were even like, oh. I mean, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but Flanagan did uh, the Haunting on Hill House uh, adaption on Netflix. Ooh, I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, which is also a really good, scary, spooky movie. Yeah. That had a lot of. Suspenseful. But was full of like character arcs and characters, which is what Dr. Sleep had. Yeah, there was a lot of emotion and kind of just real family issues yeah. in that series and it kind of this movie too like i thought it did a really great job of doing because i think he has a good handle on that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. of bringing like a a supernatural show or movie or some some you know Mm -hmm. something supernatural but injecting it with humanity which i think is missing from a lot of stuff so dr sleep did you uh like it uh overall in general i would say yes all right definitely liked it i liked it a lot too so yeah i'd say recommend it yeah yeah. And I say in theaters, unless you just don't want to spend all afternoon inside a dark room with a lot of people, the music was super loud in the theater we were in, too, to the point where I caught myself looking for the remote because I was afraid it was too loud. You can't, you can't so turn I think a movie down a, in the theater. So that seems almost like an affectation that they carried over from The Shining. Because mm. we have The Shining here, and we have a pretty good little setup. But, like, the music in that is so overpowering in The Shining. So much so to the point where I was like, oh, man, this is grating. And I get like in the 70s or when it came out in the theaters, people won't expect that those big like orchestral stabs and stuff like that. So I recommend Dr. Sleep. Watch it in theaters. It's definitely worth a paid rent if you're not going to watch it in theaters. But one of the other things that was pretty cool is the lead song from Dr. Sleep and The Shining, uh, Deus Are or Ire, uh, is used in a lot of movies to denote death and that they picked... That song with that meaning for The Shining is it's pretty pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll leave a link to that song. I think I've used it inadvertently because it's just <laughs> so synonymous in music uh, phrasing that you just, it's just in the back of your head. We watched a YouTube video about its use in Sweeney Todd, the yeah. movie, and how it um, gives you hints as to who's going to die and what's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty interesting when you start seeing everything that has it. I mean, even Star Wars... When Luke's parents die, has little bits of that theme in it. His aunt and uncle. Yeah. His, his adopted parents, if you will. Um, so that's yeah, really interesting. Because you know who his father is. Speaking of Stephen King, Ooh. we've been watching um, Castle Rock. Oh, yeah. Hulu. Castle Rock. Which is, oh, yeah. Hulu or Amazon? That's Hulu. 
Okay. Yeah, so I guess we can go into our recommends now. Okay. And then you're recommending Castle Rock? Um, yeah, I will. Yeah. Season one and season two. We're watching season two right now. It's not over. So it's about Annie Wilkes, right? Sure. From, From Misery. Misery, which neither one of us have seen. Um, yeah, it's good. It had to, it has Tim Robbins yeah. in it. In the season, yeah. And, uh, right, Robbins, not Robinson, yeah. Tim Robbins. And it seems to be, it's Tim Robbins, I think. Which confused me for a second, because I was like, wait, is he Andy Dufresne? But sadly, he is not Dufresne. Yeah, because it was in the first... Uh, Skarsgård. Yes, uh, I don't know his first name, but Skarsgård, Pennywise, <laughs> from the New Ed movies, was the main antagonist of the first season. And yeah. it has those kind of cool little things in it. Um, I think this season is about... But it's been interesting so far, and it's been good. It's been drip-fed week by week this time, which is weird for streaming sites. But I don't know, maybe that's a new thing, because I've heard The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is the same way. Mm-hmm. It's an episode a week rather than... You know, a lot of the uh, Korean dramas on Netflix do week by week, too. Yeah, which and I like. Don't... Great British Bake Off does, too. I hate not being able to binge a show. I have my shows I can still binge if I want to, but I, I kind of like them forcing me to so I like draw that, some things out. Too. That kind of makes it more episodic. Most streaming services is they make a show that's not like it's all just a long movie or a long TV show cut into pieces. Right. Which it doesn't always work. I would like a middle ground where you get everything right at the same time, but they're also not made to make you want to binge it. Because sometimes you just... You're asking a lot of yeah, them, Yeah, I am. But <laughs> I want my cake... And I want to eat it, and I want another cake to come out, and I want to eat that one. And, and then you want I want the option cake. to eat it all at once, but if you don't, it's okay because they're segmented into pieces. Because I so have a refrigerator, like, this yes. This is a natural stopping point here. Yeah. I want all of it. I got you. So watch Castle Rock. Yeah. And I guess my recommendation for this week would be The Outer Worlds spiritual sequel to it. Fallout New Vegas. Because it's made by the same people. Made by the same people. Made by the people who made the original Fallouts, too. Um, from way back in the day, Black Isle, I think is what they were called back then. Wasn't that like a top-down game, though? It was a, yeah isometric RPG, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> so, but anyway, this new one is great. It's got all the RPG stuff you'd want. It's fun. It's irreverent. It's about capitalism run amok. Ashley Birch oh, is yeah. one of the... F- a lot of games have Ashley Birch now. But I she does know, a great job. I'm glad she's her. getting work. So it's a really fun game. I'd recommend it. It's on Game Pass for free. Well, I mean, I guess you're paying for Game Pass if you have Xbox. And I think on PC and it's on PlayStation 4. And I think they're working on a Switch uh, port. So it'll be on any everything cool, at cool, some point. Cool. And Castle Rock's on Hulu. Uh, Doctor Sleep Still in Theaters. You should go watch that. And Death Stranding we watched on YouTube. Death Stranding's on YouTube. But it's also available for PS4 if you have it. And some people like it. Uh, I like the story. Uh, I'd recommend it. Yeah. And I guess that'll bring this episode to an end, unless you have anything else. I'm good. I'm good. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. See you later. Bye. Bye.